Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we're talking about one of my all-time favorite topics. I really never get tired of this topic. We're talking about video ads, and specifically, we're talking about how to make a funny sales video without hiring an expert. Although you may want to hire an expert, but here's how to do it on your own. We're going to get into lots of actionable content. It's going to be a ton of fun. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce Resources. That's right. Here at OMG Commerce, we want to help make sure you're educated and in the know to capitalize on the latest tips, tricks, and strategies to help you grow your e-commerce business. So if you go to omgcommerce.com and under resources, click on guides, we have some cutting edge free information for you on things like how to dominate with Amazon DSP ads or how to use Amazon sponsor brand video ads and how to craft the perfect ad. We have several guides on how to capitalize on YouTube ads from creating the perfect ad to knowing when you're ready to scale. Plus there's the newly updated Google shopping guide plus more. Check it all out at omgcommerce.com and click on guides under resources. And now back to the show. My guest is just a rock star when it comes to funny sales videos. Uh, we actually met through a, a shared client, True Earth, Ryan McKenzie. Shout out to Ryan. Uh, you may, may have tuned into that episode with Ryan. Actually, two episodes with Ryan on the podcast. And, and so my guest today is, is Joseph Wilkins. And Joseph is the founder of FunnySalesVideos.com. He's also the host of the podcast, How to Make a Video Go Viral. Uh, he's hailing from the beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. And so with that, Joseph, welcome to the show. And how you doing? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me on the show, Brett. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, really excited to be digging into this topic. And uh, for those that are watching the video, they can already tell, like, your studio is legit. You, you, we, see, <laughs> we see screens, and we see speakers, and we see, like, this beautiful condenser microphone with a screen. And so you got a, a killer setup. Are we actually looking at the studio where you film a lot of your commercials? Yeah, yeah. Just through, let's see, that door is a big, uh, I don't know, 3,000-square-foot studio with big, high ceilings. But it's kind of interesting. We don't use it as much anymore. As you've seen in our videos, we love to go out on location. But yes, we're in the studio today. Awesome. So we're going to be talking about today eight steps anyone can follow to make a funny sales video. And so we're going to be walking through that. It's going to be very actionable, very practical. But before we get into that, uh, Joseph would love to hear your background because, you know, how does one stumble into becoming you know, the funny sales video guy and funny sales video <laughs> team. So I hear you did a little bit of TV in, in, in a previous life? Yeah, so um, not to get too far into my background, but, you know, I grew up in London. As you might be able to hear, I, I sound a little bit different. Um, my dad was in the advertising agency industry. You know, he was a photographer, did a lot of the big campaigns for um, big companies back in the day, worked for Vogue magazine, did the Queen of England's personal portraits. That's pretty... Wow. Uh, that that is, was probably the highlight of his That's career. a unique calling card right there. Not, yeah, very few yeah. people can say that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I grew up kind of with it in my blood. So when I finished college, I, I studied graphic design and I started working in marketing. And it was when the internet was getting to the point where it could support video. And, you know, my boss said, hey, we need to learn some video stuff, let's send the graphic designer on a course. And that was really the beginning. And so I started uh, freelancing on the side. And then my very first client as a freelancer was Little Giant Ladders. And uh, they're Little here in Little Giant Utah. Ladders. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was part of a three-company production producing that infomercial that did over $200 million in sales. Just Wow. I mean, talk about starting with a big hit in your pocket. And and I really, you know, I, I milked that for all it was worth and approached other companies and said, you know, let's let's do some infomercials. And for the first 15 years, that's really what we did was long form and short film, direct response television commercials, and then a bunch of web videos on the side. Um, but the problem is, I don't know about you, Brett, I 
literally cannot remember the last time I turned on a television. Yeah, just to watch like a, a major network. Uh, yeah. Other than maybe a sporting event for some people. I mean, then that's usually sports if I'm tuning into major networks. Yeah, sports. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you certainly don't flip through the channels, which is how we used to get you with our infomercials. Right. right. And so, yeah. as you can imagine, our clients started saying, we, we can't keep spending the same amount of money on production and getting lower and lower results because nobody's watching TV. And so it was about 15 years ago. And the funny thing is, before that, when a client would call us and say, hey, we saw this really funny video online, we want to do something like that, we would say, sorry, we don't do funny. Yeah. Go find someone else. <laughs> because the worst thing you can do is try to be funny right. when you're not. Yes. And we didn't yes. have the team Then that's just sad, it. right? That's just sad. It's just embarrassing. When you try to be funny and you're not, it's like, oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's cultural egg on your face. Totally. Um, and, and so it wasn't until about, you know, five, four or five years ago that we really said, okay, we got to pivot. We got to figure out how, where are these viewers watching? How are they watching? And how do we create videos that get the results that we used to get on TV? And we really started to look at, you know, my hero, the Harmon brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, We're the heroes, too. The, the, that, that group, those guys are just fantastic. Yeah, absolute geniuses and and kind of put the flag in the ground for what really good content that not only engages but converts to sales looks like. Um, and, and this was before they launched their Harmon Brothers University. It was about yeah. a year before they launched it. And we said okay, we need to assemble a team of really good writers. Uh, we knew how to shoot and edit, but we didn't have the skills to, to you know, script it. And to give you a compare and contrast, before this, our biggest video that we'd ever got in 15 years online had 100,000 views. Um, we thought that was pretty good. Sure. Our very first campaign that we launched after we started Funny Sales Videos with this team of new, really good writers, and I can talk later about how we assembled that team and how your listeners... Yeah, we'd, love, we'd love to hear about that, for sure. Yeah, so our very first campaign was for a super, super niche of a niche um, client. We didn't know if, we, if it was going to be successful or not, and we did three videos for them, and between them we did 7 million views. Hmm. So, you know, compare those to 100,000 views versus 7 million views, and more importantly, views don't mean too much unless they translate to sales. Um, this very small company did over $500,000 in sales from those three videos. Yeah. So we knew we, knew we were on to something. And then, um, you know, we can talk more, but fast forward to today, as you know, our biggest campaign today between three or four videos, we're about to hit 90 million views. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just crazy, yeah. Yeah, for True yeah, Earth. And, and, yeah. And we're, we're running the, at OMG, we're running the YouTube side of that. And so we get to see that firsthand. We got courtside seats, you yeah. know, as we're, as we're running these videos. And, and they're just doing a fantastic job. And, and not only are they racking up the views, and, you know, these videos are three and a half minutes long, but the, the engagement rate is crazy. And the yep. conversion rate is great as well. CPAs, cost per acquisition, or, or CAC, customer acquisition cost, is all fantastic. Like these videos are, are yeah. really, really working. So a couple of things and, I want to well, I'll just add one more thing. The, the, yeah, please. You know, we didn't just want to be a Me Too agency, right? There's a lot yeah. of companies out there that are trying to do the same thing that the Harmon Brothers did. We kind of put our flag in, in the ground and said, we want to be the agency for the company that doesn't have the kinds of budgets Right. That, you know, bigger agencies are charge. I mean, these, when you watch these videos, you can tell they take months to produce. They're very expensive and they're still not cheap. But we like to say, you know, we're the guys to call when you can't afford to call the guys who really do it right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But yeah, some of, the, some of the videos you're watching and some of the Harmon Brothers productions are half a million dollars, million dollars or more, you know, so, so the big time productions. So a couple of interesting things I want, to, I want to point out. One, I love that you started with infomercials because uh, I think that is just like the best place to start to learn how to sell with video. And I've shared on the podcast before, but, but one of my earliest memories of when I thought, 
Hmm, making ads would be interesting. That'd be interesting as a career. <laughs> was when I watched the Ginsu knife commercials and I was just enthralled with it. I watched the whole thing and I was, I was a kid. I wasn't going to buy knives, but I was like, this is so cool. It's cutting like the Pepsi can. It's cutting the tomato and this is just blowing my mind. Uh, but then after that, as I got into advertising, I used to watch infomercials and we just like watch the cadence and the, and the pace and the speed and, and how they're tackling objections and things like that. It's just, it, it's, it's the best way, I think, to, to watch uh, sales and video. And I think it goes back also to a David Ogilvy principle, which I'm a big David Ogilvy fan. You know, yep. he always said that uh, it isn't creative if it doesn't sell right? It's not creative if it doesn't sell. And so uh, you guys then have, have mastered. And so, uh, and I also like the idea, because there was this, this time when people didn't do funny. In fact, another to kind of uh, go back to one of the classics, Claude Hopkins would say, funny doesn't sell, right? Don't be a clown in your ads. But that was like a more serious time, right? Now we're finding that funny does sell if you do it the right way. And the Harmon Brothers did kind of kind of pave the way with that. Uh, but yeah. let's kind of, before we before we get into these eight steps, uh, I want to talk about kind of mistakes that people make. So, so what do you see as you're evaluating, you know, videos that clients already have, or you're, you know, you're, you're watching other advertisers? What are some of the mistakes you see people make, either in in approach or ideation or execution? Uh, what are some of the common things you see? <clears throat> well, I mean, I'll I'll be honest. I'm a bit of a snob. So I, I yeah. and you should be, you should be. I, yeah, I see videos all the time that make critical mistakes, and you would think, you know, being a production guy, you know, I started out behind the camera, doing, you know, stressing out on the details, and you would think I would say, oh, people are trying to film it themselves. That's actually not the biggest mistake I'm seeing. Totally. What I mean, literally, I, for those that are watching, I'm holding my iPhone in my hand. This would have cost $50,000 when I started this company to create, a, to get a camera. In fact, a camera didn't exist when I started this company 20 years ago that does what your iPhone does today. It creates beautiful pictures. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to go create a masterpiece unless you know how to use it. But the picture quality isn't the issue anymore. In fact, I would say sound is way more important than picture if you're going to film with an iPhone because an iPhone will give you great picture. It won't give you great sound. Correct, yeah. So, you know, there's there's just a first tip is if you're going to film something, figure out how to get really good sound. You know, get another microphone, just like you can see the two of us are sitting in front of great microphones. People will forgive a bad image quicker than they'll forgive bad sound. Right. So th there's one tip, but really there's eight steps that we take every project through. And the two that I would say you cannot try to do yourself or you shouldn't try to do yourself are the scripting, so the writing mm. and the acting. Yeah. Everything <laughs> else I think is forgivable. Everything else I think is accomplishable on a much smaller scale. But those two things you really can't, Fake. Really yeah. good writing and really good acting. Yeah, totally agree with that. I think there are some, especially if you're doing this type of video, right? If you're trying yeah. to be funny, you're creating a funny sales video, likely it's not going to be you in the video. Or if, if it is, you may not be writing the script or putting it all together. I think there is a place for the, the owner to be on camera speaking about you know, the product. And that video can be useful. You know, I go back to the the Wendy's campaign from from uh, days gone by of Dave Thompson. I believe was the was the founder, and they did studies like him on camera talking about why Wendy's burgers are great. They just outperformed everything else. He, he's since yeah. passed, but uh, so there's a time and place for that. But yeah, Dollar, I agree Dollar with Shave you. Club is another example. Exactly. That's an exception. Yeah. Yes, uh, that what a lot of people don't understand is that guy was actually an an stand up comedian. comedian. Yeah. in his college days. So he had the skills. So if you have those skills, by all means, you can be your best actor. But unless you're a trained actor, don't try and do one of these kinds of videos. But yeah. just like you said, it's marketing is like a salad. You should have all sorts of kinds of videos. Correct. Yeah. But this kind of video... I just don't see it unless you are one of those characters that, you know, are really good in front of the camera. Yeah, totally agree. So I like having like kind of a founder story video and that should feature the founder, but then like these yeah. hero videos, these funny videos, these are going to be kind of a different feel. So uh, great stuff. Let's actually dive into 
the eight steps. So let's take it away. What's what's step number one and go in whatever order you want to go. Sure. So step number one is, uh, it's really marketing 101, doing your research. Don't start, imagine if you're writing a letter to somebody. Would you write a letter to them and then decide who you're going to address it to? <laughs> yeah. You, I yeah. mean, it's that's madness. But yet people sit down and start to write scripts or sales You can, you can start or, with a very personal opening of to whom it may concern. I always love <laughs> letters that start like that. You're like, oh, this yeah. is personal. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or underscore F name. That's always my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but anyway, you, you've got to understand who is it that's going to watch this video? Who do you want to watch this video? What are their, you know, what is what are their big problems? Not, I'm not talking about high-level surface problems. I'm talking about deep underlying needs that they have. And the best way that you can do that, and you'd be amazed how many CEOs I work with, and they tell me, here are the top three selling points. And then we'll go away and do our research and go through the steps I'm about to talk about. And we'll come back and say, you need to completely change your marketing. You're you're singing the wrong song. Mm -hmm. You're drinking your own Kool-Aid. Stop yeah. and go ask your customers, why do they buy? And the best way to do that, um, and I learned this in one of the Harmon Brothers University courses, is to read a ton of reviews. The number one comment that we got on that first True Earth video was, that actress is me. That actress is just like me, or I want to be friends with her, or I just feel a connection. She's kind well, of become like what? a mini celebrity since this. Yeah, she absolutely yeah. did. And guess why? It's because we literally lifted lines from customer comments and put those in the script. So the things that she was saying were the things that the customers were saying. So the more detailed, the more granular you can get in building your customer avatar before you ever put pen to paper, the more you're going to hit that target. Yeah. So that's the that's the first thing. And there's you know five steps in my ebook. I, I, I can't take the time to go through each one, sure. but really understand who your customer is. We had a client, uh, Peeler Case. I don't know if you know the, those guys. Those are they're up in Canada. They do a similar similar space to Ryan. They they're an eco-conscious phone case that is compostable. When they sent me their customer avatar document, it was so detailed down to, you know, here's her name, here's what she orders at Starbucks, here are the, you know, the radio stations she listens to. I mean, with data like that, you know, it's so much easier to be able to write to connect with that person. So think about that in all of your marketing. How do you, how do you get down to that level? Yeah, and and really that that response that you guys heard from that first True Earth video of I want to be like her, I want to be friends with her, she is me. Like that is that is the goal. That's what we're trying to accomplish. And and one of my favorite quotes when it comes to marketing, and I can't remember who I heard this from, but it's you should enter the conversation taking place in your customer's head, right? So there's fears, concerns, problems, issues that people are trying to solve and that are you know, bouncing around in their head. And really your job is just to enter that conversation. And what better way to do that than with lines extracted from customer reviews and customer comments and customer feedback. And so, yeah, just fantastic. And, and really there's nothing worse than an ad that just falls flat and is totally irrelevant, right? That yeah. doesn't speak to the customer at all. Uh, and I think that's the, the issue that some executives can get into if they're too removed from their customer, or too removed from... Uh, their audience. And so, okay, awesome. Fantastic. And, it, and it's also that information, Brett, is going to give agencies like yours way more detail to be able to say, okay, yeah. where are these people spending exactly. their time online? What platforms are we even building yeah. this video for? Yeah. What, what channels do we target? What audiences do we build? How do we structure these campaigns? Yeah, really without that, we have to do a lot of experimentation and guesswork. Uh, but with that information, we can really get off to a great start with with you know proper audience testing, so uh, that's fantastic. All right, that's step number one. What's what's okay. step number two? Step step two is the fun one: brainstorming. Mm. Now, a lot of people that word terrifies them because it literally means start with a blank sheet. And what that is we scary do, for a lot of people, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's still scary for us sometimes. But what we tell people is um, start out with zero judgment. 
start out with zero expectation. And we do an exercise where we basically say, okay, here's a blank sheet. We're not leaving this room until there are 50 concepts on the page. Now, a concept is just two things. Who is the hero of this video? So, you know, in, in True Earth's case, it was a mother who has two kids and cares about the planet, but isn't, you know, isn't an extremist, right? So she's she's just a regular, real mom. Yeah. And, and the second thing is, what is their problem and how do we make that fun, right? And so... Before you worry about fun, though, just just throw out 50 concepts with those two things. Who's our hero? What's their problem? And the more story you can add, the better. So, you know, we will literally get out a piece of paper and we'll just start throwing it out, throwing it out. And nobody's judging the ideas. Nobody even cares if they're good or bad. In fact, a lot of the time, the worse the idea is, the better because it'll give you give somebody else the chance to think and say, well, okay, what if we did it slightly differently? And yeah. you can get tangential ideas that are better than if you'd never thrown out that bad idea. Yeah, too too often in a brainstorming session and, and even in other scenarios or other situations too, we're, we're too, uh, we have too tight of a filter, right? We want to make yep. sure like, well, I don't want to share this unless it's really polished, unless it's really a really good idea, unless it's totally going to work. Well, you don't know that. And that's not the point. Like brainstorming is just to get any idea out there because who knows what that that salad of ideas is going to lead right. to. I mean, think about that brainstorm room where the Harmon brothers said, okay, we're trying to sell Squatty Potty. What if we did an English prince and a pooping unicorn? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who's going to say yes to that idea? But the most successful viral video of all time, I, I think, yeah. still. Um, if not I think you're right. One yeah. Of yeah. Them. So the, yeah, the don't filter unicorn. your ideas. Right. So, but at some point, you have to say, okay, now we've filled the page with 50 ideas. What are and as an agency, typically what I'm doing is I'm I'm bringing my top five to the client. Mm. You don't want to overwhelm them, and you also don't want to give them the option to pick terrible ideas, which sometimes clients will do if you give them the ch the chance. <laughs> but you know, we'll come back to the client. And we'll say, okay, here are our top five ideas, um, and we'll get some feedback before we tell them which one we think is right because we want to involve them in the process. Um, but eventually, you want to go with the idea that just resonates. Now, how do we pick that? I really can't tell you that. It just it just feels right. Now, the one thing I can tell you, and step seven, I'm skipping ahead. Step seven is testing at every single level. So what you really want to do, ideally, you want to have a small group of sample clients or customers Right. So some of my some of my customers will create, you know, send out an email to the best customers and say, you know, we'll give you a free voucher for our stuff if you participate in this process, which is simply, you know, we're going to send you four or five emails and you're going to give us your opinion. And so, you know, you want to send assemble in person ideally, or just send out a survey monkey to a few customers, not too many, you know, tens probably the most I would do. And just get feedback on every level. And, you know, no one customer is going to give you the answer. It's the wisdom of the crowd that you're looking for. Who generally likes it? Now, as a marketer, you know, you have a, an informed opinion as well. You want to guide it in, in the way that you think it should go. But ultimately, you know, a lot of times I've had my mind changed when I listen to these customers. Oh, that actually wasn't the best concept. This is the one that they're resonating with. Um, yeah. So so that's basically the, the the step two is pick your number one concept. And you again, you're not all you're picking is who's our hero character, what's their problem? What's their problem? And one one thing that I'll I'll chime in on when it comes to what what resonates. I heard this interview interview with with BJ Novak, who's one of the writers for The Office. Oh yeah. Brilliant, brilliant guy. And he talked about, you know, humor causes a physical reaction. Yeah. So, so if you're if you're pitching a joke, you're and he did a lot of stand-up comedy. If you're telling a joke, you're watching for that physical reaction, right? People can't help it. If something's funny, they move, they lean in, they laugh, they tear up, like the, all kinds of physical reactions. So, I think you have to watch for that. And I've done this before with our team when I'm showing a client video. All, all if I, especially if I've seen the video a few times, I won't watch the video. I'll watch the room, and I'll see yes. like, is there a spot 
when people move or laugh? Or is there a spot when they like check their phone and or start to look out the window or have this like far off look in their eyes because we're losing them, right? So so what is the physical reaction? And do you, when you watch it, are there points in the video where you're feeling emotional or where you're hearing this and you're like, oh, this is great. Or, oh man, I want that. Like, is it, is it causing an emotional reaction? That's That's key. I love that. We actually used to do that in infomercials, we, I remember with the Little Giant Ladder, we literally hired a focus group company to fill a room with 20 people and we were behind a one-way mirror and they had a dial and it could only be on, I like it or I don't like it. And they mm. would constantly switch it back and forth. And that gave us clues in the edit, where to cut, where to yep. expand. Yep. You know, And I, we can talk about this in the editing step five, but you've got to edit your video to take out anything that will cause them to change the channel, you know, yeah, yeah. Anything that will slow them down, anything that doesn't get to that that solution yeah. of this problem, yeah, anything that, that causes their eyes to glaze over even a little bit is, yep. is deadly. So, okay. Yes, yeah, so step, step three, scripting. So that you got your concept, but it's only those two details. You've now got to create, you know, most of our videos are around three, three and a half, maybe four minutes long. And a lot of people say, well, that's too long for the internet. People don't watch stopping... People don't stop watching videos because they're too long. They watch Netflix for two hours. Right, they stop exactly. watching because they get bored. They stop watching because it's <laughs> irrelevant. They get yeah. they stop watching because it's just, you know, it has no value to them. So your job is to create a script that is packed full from the very first second to the last. And, and obviously, there's going to be an attrition rate. You, you're never going to get a video. I think the Harmon Brothers have said publicly, even their videos get like a 5% watch-through rate. So 95% leave the video before the end. But if you've got a video that's getting tens of millions of views, 5% of that is huge. Yeah. So, yeah, and often even the person that watches to two minutes, so if it's a three and a half minute video, the person that watches to one and a half minutes or two and a half minutes, they're going to be way more sold than someone oh yeah. who only watched a 30 second video. And we've tested this a lot. 30 second version of a video versus like a minute and a half version of a video. And the minute and a half version usually has 10x the conversion rate of that shorter video. And so it kind of depends on what you want to do. Do you just want to, want to rack up views or do you want to get conversions? And, and the cool yeah. thing is if you do it the way you're talking about, you can rack up a lot of views too while you're driving conversions. Right. So uh, on the script writing piece, and, and please feel free to dig into any other details there that you want to, and, and I want to point people to your ebook in just a minute. Um, but I'm also very curious how you assembled your team because I, I would totally agree with you. I even know people that have been in advertising their whole adult lives. And they suck at writing scripts. Like writing <laughs> scripts is so hard. Um, so any tips you want to give there? And then I would love to hear how you assembled your team. Again, the wisdom of the crowd. So no script. If you go to funnysalesvideos.com, watch some of those videos. There's not a script there that wasn't touched by at least eight writers. Wow. Wow. So we, we actually go through three phases of scripting. Phase one is the marketing copy points, which was pretty much done in step one. So when you're doing your customer um, review uh, exercise, you're picking out what are the five key points that you have to deliver for people to buy this product. And, you know, point number one is going to get mentioned way more than point number five, but in about three minutes, you can get to about five selling points. Um, and so you've got to create a marketing flow of, we've got to say this, we've got to say this. If there are objections you need to overcome, you've got to address them. And an, uh, an unresolved concern will never lead to a sale. Totally, totally. And, and also a confused mind will never lead to a sale. So you've got to, you've got to clearly clarify exactly what the, what the benefit is that your customer is going to get by clicking below, what the offer is. And, and you know, Again, you know, if your price is too high and people, and if you're going to mention your price in the video, which is a whole nother subject, um, you've got to address why it's high. So, you know, your competitor might be half the price, but there's breaks four times as many times. So you only have to buy one as opposed to four. And so, you know, you've got to figure out if in that reviewing of your customers, there's a key theme that comes up over and over again, you've got to address it. Yeah, and I love that. And this, this, I don't want to get on too much of a tangent because I think we would make a podcast all about price <laughs> and the psychology of price. But, but yeah, there, there's ways to do it. Like you make a, if maybe you're more expensive than your competitors, make an indirect comparison, right? So, so sleeping on our mattress 
is way cheaper than going to the chiropractor, you know, uh, mm-hmm. three times a month, right? Or, or whatever. Like you, you make an indirect comparison or, you know, you do kind of what the Harmon brothers did with Purple Mattress and talk about, they kind of did this value stacking thing. And they also talked about, hey, you know, really expensive mattresses are five or $10,000, but, you know, right. these aren't even $4,000. And so they're comparing it to the high end of the market. So there's lots of things you can do with uh, psychology of price. And sometimes you don't even mention it. Sometimes you want to mention right. that on the lander. But again, that's kind of, that's kind of a whole other uh, exactly. topic. So. So once you've got your marketing framework, then you bring in somebody with a different set of skills, which is a storyteller, a creative writer, a script writer, however you want to um, frame it. And and just to let you know, I don't have any full-time writers on staff. I use 100% freelancers. So you can go onto sites like Fiverr and Upwork and Freelancer.com and you can find really talented, really good writers that, you know, maybe are full-time writers at big companies that, you know, they're just looking for extra income on the side and you can ask them to give you a quote to, to help with your script. Now, after four or five years of doing this, we've gone through a lot of bad writers to get to the good. Sure, But even a bad writer will add to the process. And hopefully, you know, on every video, and this is, you know, something that makes us different, we're very small. I personally am the creative director on every video. That's awesome. Now, that doesn't mean I do any one thing. I just oversee the whole process. And so you have to have somebody, maybe that's you, or maybe that's somebody that you hire. You got to have someone that's going to protect the story from beginning to end. Because a great comedian could come in and, you know, write a joke that's going to make you pee your pants. But if it doesn't further the sale, it has to go. And you need somebody that's protecting the brand, protecting the project from beginning to end. And so, you know, multiple people need to be contributing on this. But ultimately, you know, the, the second kind of writing is the creative writing that takes the character, the problem, all the marketing points, and puts a story together. Now, it's not funny yet, but it's creative. It's fun. I'm still not going to show it to the client. Personally, I don't like doing that until it's ready to be shown. And that's step three. I will bring in at least five trained comedy writers. So these are typically, you know, people who do improv comedy in their spare time or full-time comedians. I have a couple of people that work on cruise ships. That's their full-time gig. So guess what they're doing during the day? They're sitting on the beach in, uh, you know, St. John's writing for me. (laughs) They're they're filling their time. Or they're traveling from one city to the next to do stand-up in a club. And on the plane, they're writing for me. And so you guys can do the exact same thing. Just reach out to them. You'd be amazed. You know, they're kind of a starving artist. And so they love it when businesses say, hey, let me give you money for, for time. Yeah. So, But again, no, no one comedian is going to be able to write a funny sales video. Yeah. You want multiple comedy writers on each project and one person collating it because, you know, we do it virtually. So we use Dropbox paper and everyone gets to see everyone else's notes and then, you know, the best stuff makes it onto the sheet. But, you know, the best stuff isn't necessarily the funniest. It's the most relevant. The most relevant. Advances yeah. the story. Because if something is is really, really funny, but it diverts, you know, something can be so funny and too different from the story or out of place from the story, and it may cause a belly laugh or it may cause you to pee your pants, but if it distracts you, then you yep. want to avoid that, right? And that's yep. where that person that oversees all of it, that creative director is so key because you have to stay on point. I would rather be a little less funny Yep. but relevant than to be super funny and, and irrelevant. And, so- and, and last point on comedy, it has to hit the avatar. So imagine... It has to we've be funny videos- to them. doesn't matter if it's funny yeah, to you. Exactly, exactly. We've done videos for CXO SaaS companies that are targeting CXOs. They're not going to think that the same humor is funny as a video targeting teenagers with an acne cream. Two right. completely different senses of humor... Um, and so you got to test it. Again, back to creating that customer avatar brain share that you can email out and say, you know, ideally, I love your comment earlier. Ideally, I like to sit people down and just watch them as they read yeah. the jokes. Yeah. You can't always do that. 
Um, but you you got to test at every step of the process or else, again, you're writing a letter to somebody that you don't know who it is. Right. Love it. Okay, fantastic. So step four. So step four is adding the comedy. Those are Adding the comedy. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. So step five is production. This is where the rubber meets the road. And I want to say, do not proceed to step four until you've done all of the steps before and have a script that you're 100% happy with. Now, it's not. It's never going to be perfect, right? Version one is better than version none. If if you know if perfection was the goal, we would have a stack of scripts and no videos online. Right. But you don't want to waste money producing a script that really isn't working. So yep. that's the longest part of our process. Typically, a video in funny sales videos. If you were to call us and say, "Let's do a video," um, minimum it's going to be four months. Two of those months are just working on the script. So it's definitely the longest step in the process, but you can't you can't rush it. You can't try to go to production and say, oh, maybe this will be funnier once we actually see it and the actor delivers it. Yeah. No. You, gotta yeah. Be, you gotta be laughing at the script before you think you're gonna be laughing at the actor. Yeah, yeah. The script has to create that emotional reaction. It also has to do the convincing and the selling. It has to create desire. If it's not doing those yes. things, you're not going to save it in production. Yeah. So you would think I would say the most important part of production is a great camera and great lights and beautiful sound. It's not. It's it's casting. It's picking your the right actor. And a lot of businesses don't understand that auditioning actors, even very professional actors, is free does not cost a penny. We are very picky with the actors that we choose. It's it's something that we take a lot of thought and time with. And, and we will typically audition about 50 actors for each key role. Now, what does that look like? In the world of post, hopefully, COVID, yeah. it's way easier. Because what you do is you send out an email to your local top two or three, four acting agencies. You give them a portion of the script. Don't give them the whole script. Give Pick out maybe three or four paragraphs that are the most challenging that you want to make sure this person can nail. And, and say, you know, you, you want to give them the rate that you're willing to pay because no, you, know, you don't want to waste their time if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to pay this much and they're thinking I'm going to get hired at this much. Yeah. So you yeah. want to be transparent. You also want to let them know roughly when you're going to be filming because actors are booked up and they're a one commodity, their time. Sure. So when you send it out, you'll get video auditions that'll come back to you. Watch through those. And I typically pick my top four or five and then I'll set up a callback. Either they'll come here physically into the studio and my clients, if they're local, will be here or we'll get them on Zoom to watch. And we'll not only go over those paragraphs that we've just done in a virtual audition, but I'll, I'll throw other stuff at them and I'll see, can you do that faster? Can you do a little bit slower? Can you put the emphasis on this word? Can you deliver this joke, you know, a little bit differently? And what you're looking for is, can are they coachable? Yeah. Are they directable? And you're also looking for, and this is why I love working with actors that have experience with improv, comedy, I'm looking for what are they bringing that I didn't write? Your script mm, should yeah. never follow the same format as the finished video. It should always be better. During the production process, you don't want to be so focused on getting it exactly the way that it's scripted that you don't allow your actors to play. A lot of the every time, good movie is that way, right? If you study absolutely. every good the, the actor brings something of themselves or something they're interpreting. Yes to that role and when they do it, it just comes alive. It's a, it's a different animal than before. Yeah, and picking actors that have experience, they should give you things during the filming that you're just like, well, I, I never would have thought about that. So anyway, uh, that's, that step five is the production. Now, if you're right. a, a small business, you're trying to do this yourself, I already mentioned, make sure you have good sound or go out and, and, and hire you know, a relatively low-cost local production company. Which is pretty um, easy to find in most any yeah. city. You're going you're gonna to find somebody who, who's wanting to get into the production business, and they've got a decent camera and, and decent lab right. mics or boom mic, and, and that, that will be way better than anything you've got. 
Sure. And it's about visually being disruptive. So the most important part of your video is the first five to 10 seconds because nobody's going to watch anything past that if you don't visually disrupt them. And the better you can do with your visuals, both from a, you know, what am I actually showing, but also how good does it look? How different does it look to the next video that they're scrolling past? If everyone is showing videos on their i that were filmed on their iPhone, your video is going to look just the same. If you go out and hire professionals, that's where they earn their money. They're going to make it look different and therefore disruptive compared to the other videos. And obviously, you know, any of these Harmon Brothers videos that you've seen, there's details in every single shot that you just won't get if you try to do it yourself. But version one is better than version none. So if that's all that you can afford, by all means, go go ahead and do it yourself. Great. So step six is the editing. Mm. That's where the, the rubber really hits the road because you can you can if you've done all the previous steps right, you'll have a great you'll have a great video, but you can make a great video better with good editing. So the same line delivered by an actor feels completely different if you put the cut here as opposed to the cut here. After they del deliver their line, do we go straight into another line or do we let that line breathe? I can't tell you how to do that. A good editor just feels it. Comedy is about timing. Yeah. So as you know, Brett, we also edit our videos a whole bunch of different ways. We'll do a long version, a short version. We'll format them for square, widescreen for YouTube, square for mobile. Um, so back to production, you've got to make sure that you have your guides on your monitor so that you're not filming something where the critical detail is on the out, outside edges of the frame because that's going to get chopped off when you version your square video for mobile. So, you know, editing is key because you can speed things up and cut out pauses and overlap dialogue and anything to keep this feeling exciting, engaging, nothing that's going to get boring and nothing that gets confusing. And again, you want to test different versions of your edit with your sample audience or with people like literally here at the studio when the delivery man comes, I'll, I'll say, can you watch this for a second? Give me some feedback or, you know, clients will come and I'll, I'll, I'm always looking for feedback um, on, on the editing. So test out what works, what doesn't, and a great editor is really going to help. Yeah, can't, can't underscore how important this is, you know, because sometimes you need to test, what if we drop this joke altogether? Or what if we cut this lead-up part, right, and go straight from intro to climax of the story, and then we do some setup? Like, the, the, the editing is, is so important. And, and one of the things, and I'll make a quick sports analogy because I think it's appropriate here, you know, we, we always talk about, I used to coach basketball, and we talk about, talk about with, our, with our players, you need, you need change of direction, and you, you can't be going at the same pace all the time, right? So the, the best way to get around a defender is to go slow for a minute and head fake and then, and then burst and then stop. And then, so, like, there needs to be a little bit of a change of pace, too, in the, in the video, right, where it, it always needs to be moving forward and it can't delay, but you need to have those moments where things breathe, right, where, you know, the, the actor pauses and makes a facial expression and you zoom in, right, to emphasize the joke, whatever. Like, there needs to be kind of those change of pace as well, which, which really helps. Yeah, it's just like a music track. If it was yeah. just dun, 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 yeah. dun the <laughs> yeah. whole time. you got to have the bridge and let things slow down and then speed up. That's how you keep people's attention. Yep. Now, I mentioned this earlier. We also edit different versions with different content. So typically, we'll do three different opening hooks. So that's the first five to ten seconds. This, the rest of the video is exactly the same, but the opening hook is completely different, and we test it to see which gets the better watch-through rate, which better gets which gets the better click-through rate. Um, with some of our clients, we do the same thing with the offer. So one of the offers could be, you know, get same video, just a different offer. One could be buy one, get one free. One could be get 25% off. One could be click for a you know free ebook or whatever it is. You want to test as many different combinations um, to get to the ultimate highest converting version. And you can do that, you know, with with good editing. Awesome. What's the next step? So step seven, we've already spoken about testing. Testing. And, and you know, you you can speak about that on, on multiple podcast episodes, but, you know, have somebody, and this is, we don't do this, have somebody on your team, whether it's an agency or an employee who really knows how 
to take all of these multiple versions of your video and find out without spending too much money, and that's the key, how to find out which version of this video you want to start funneling and opening the floodgates and really getting it out there. You don't want to waste your money on a version that isn't the highest converting version. You also want to test your, you know, your squeeze page and all the copy on your squeeze page and, you know, different upsells and cross-sells. That's where a really good marketing agency will take a great video, which is really only 50% of the process, right? My job is to get you to watch this video to the end and then click through. But that doesn't make the client the money. The, the money really comes on the back end where you take that click and you don't waste it. You put it yep. in a well-oiled funnel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and one of the things I'll mention here, and you talked about it a minute ago, those first five to 10 seconds are so critical. And so really the first test you should go through is testing different hooks, testing different openings. And then from there, we like to test, well, what about different styles of videos for someone at, at different stages of the funnel? So, so for people that are brand new to the product and completely unaware that we exist and unaware that this, this solution exists, we've got a, uh, you know, that, that's our hero video. That's where, you know, we're, we're bringing out all the stops. Like that, that's, the, that's the true earth videos we were just talking about. If someone's engaged with that video or maybe watched a few others or been to the site, maybe we're looking to go deeper. Maybe we start with kind of an unboxing type thing, but we make it fun and funny even in that process. But we're, we're taking a slightly different angle for, you know, what could be the, the objections that are still hanging out here uh, that we want to want to tackle at, the, at these other videos. So, but really all that you learn through testing and there are different yeah. metrics you're looking at, right? We're looking at view rate. We're looking at click rate, right? View rate tells us, is the video fast-paced enough and is it, are, are the messages landing? And, and we look at click-through rate to say, is it compelling enough? Is it moving them to take action? And then conversion rate really has a lot to do with both the people we're sending to the page, but also the page itself, the lander, the squeeze page. And so evaluating all that data, and that's something where we, where we can help or that the right media buyer or the right you know, employee can help uh, unpack that data and, and guide the next video production. So Yeah, and one thing that we worked on together um, that... that previous to doing these kinds of videos I wasn't aware of, is the retention curve. Understanding that you can still make edits after you've launched a small test with the data that you get from that retention curve, which is basically yes. showing you how the majority of people, where are we losing them? Where are they dropping off? And if you, you can literally say, okay, at one minute and 30 seconds, there's this big drop in viewers. People are bouncing. And, and now that's normal to some degree when you introduce the product, because really what these videos are, are sketch comedy pieces disguised or ads disguised as sketch comedy pieces. So whenever somebody finally realizes, oh, this is actually an ad, it's, it's only natural that you're going to see a lot of people, you know, bouncing. But if there are other places where it's not when you're introducing the product, and you're seeing a big drop, you can go back into the video and say, okay, I need to cut this section out, or I've got to speed this up, or I've got to reorder this video so that we're not losing people. And with a really good marketer that can get into that data and tell you, you know, working together with, with an editor, it's not, you know, video delivered and here it is. It's a work in progress to refine and tweak that until it's the best version and then, again, you open up the floodgates and spend a bunch of money promoting it. Awesome. So we're kind of coming up against time. So let's talk about step eight relatively okay. quickly. And then we'll talk about your ebook and, and, and yeah. you know, your podcast. So st step eight, real quick, real simple. Forget going viral. It's all about creating a conversion video. It's about, you know, when clients come to us and say, we want to hire you. When we swap out the creative that they're doing with ours, they see a, a, a high imp increase on return on ad spend. So don't think that going through all these steps is going to get you a video that when you put it on YouTube is going to get you a million views. That's not what it's about. It's about the whole way saying, okay, this is a business. We're not going to plan on a, you know, a flash in the pan, lightning strikes, and one time we get a big viral boost. No, it's about repeatability, consistency, and something that you can you know, plan and forecast based on. So forget viral, reprogram your mind that this video is going to be a conversion video that when you spend X amount of dollars, you're going to bring X amount of dollars back in return. So those yeah, are my eight steps. 
I love it. And Joseph, this has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, this was just uh, pure gold here. And, and I would agree that I would much rather have a video that's consistent, where I can consistently run this and get a return than to have that flash in the pan, something that goes just wildly viral. That could be great too. But, but this consistent, predictable video, because then we can iterate, we can create different versions. And really, then there's, there's no end to videos we can create. And we can just keep this machine rolling and we're producing new customers at a predictable cost. And that's where you win at this game. So let's that's, talk about two things. That's why we're on video seven for True Earth. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about, so you talk about your ebook and the ebook really goes into deep detail into these because you know, we've been talking for 45 minutes or so here. We've covered a lot of ground, but there's a lot more on each of these eight steps that you unpack in the ebook. So where can people find the ebook and uh, kind of give us the pitch for that? Yeah, just go to funnysalesvideos.com. It's just a simple page that shows you can see some of our videos, you can see some of the case studies, and then scroll down to the bottom and uh, you'll see a, a big icon that basically just shows the how you can download the free ebook. Awesome. Very good. And then a uh, podcast. Tell me about the podcast. How long have you been doing yeah. the, the podcast? Yeah, so we started it about six months ago. And really what we do on the podcast is we interview people that have had a video, quote unquote, go viral. And we, we always laugh that the title is kind of clickbaity. Uh, how to make a video go viral. Sometimes you um, need a little clickbait, yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, that, that's a hook. That's our opening grabber. The, the hook, but, yeah. You need, you know, you need the hook or the clickbait. And then, then you convert them with the truth later, yes. That's exactly. right, yeah. So we've interviewed Ryan on the show. We've interviewed four or five other of our clients. And then we've also reached out to other companies that we didn't work with, but we want to learn what was it like? Yeah, how did you do it? So we basically just interview anyone that has marketing videos that have over a million views um, and have been profitable and go into much more detail on the things that we've talked about today. So on all the regular podcasts, or you can just go to howtomakeavideogoviral.com. Awesome. Joseph Wilkins. Joseph, thank you so much, man. This has been absolutely a blast. Like I said, this is one of my favorite topics. I never get tired of talking about this stuff. So many nuances. And so we'll definitely have to do part two at some point because there are a few sure. pieces that I think we could dive into, like pricing and, and, a few, and talking about price on a video and whatnot. Yeah. So, so again, thank you. And uh, this was a lot of fun. Been a blast. Awesome. So as always, thank you for tuning in. We would love to hear from you. If you're new to the show, hey, we'd love to get that review on iTunes. And if you listen to this, watch this, and you think, oh man, this person I know needs to watch this video, please share it. Share it on the socials, share it however you see fit. Uh, and as always, uh, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.